on my own, pretending she's beside me. All alone, I walk with her till morning. Without her, I feel no arms around me. And when I lose my way, I close my eyes, and I have found me. Hey, baby, what are you doing? That's a pretty sad song. Well, it's season two, Mom. You're going solo. Well, that's true. This is season two. I am on my own, but I don't know if that has to be a sad thing. I'm not exactly on my own. Really? Yeah, I've still got you. You want to help me with the intro? Sure. Welcome to the Neurotic Nourishment Podcast, where... Smart, sweary women talk about... Nope, nope, nope. If we don't say that, if you say that, I go to mom jail. We talk about important things that aren't always easy to talk about. I'm Dr. Lindsay Wisner. I'm a psychologist, an author. And a mom. And a mom. For better or worse, we're always moms first. Today's guest would like all you skinny bitches to stop complaining about being fat. That's right, ladies. All your New Year's resolutions about those, quote, last 10 pounds... They're annoying the hell out of your fat friends. Paige Fieldstead is an author, blogger, and body positivity advocate. Her newest book, Confessions from Your Fat Friend, is a blunt, brutal, heartfelt look at her struggles with weight loss and her movement towards body acceptance. Frankly, the only real issue I see with Paige is... (sighs) She's a Patriots fan. Still, if you can get over this major flaw, make sure to follow her on Instagram at pagemfh and check out her books on Amazon. Thanks for listening. Hi, Paige. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Of course. I am very excited. As you know, I have been reading your book and sort of cramming uh, a cram session because that's how we mom. And um, I, I have to tell you, I, the dedicate, I have in my notes, your dedication page is everything. And so I want to read it and I should have pulled it okay. up beforehand. But it says... For McKenna, Emerson, LaRue, Evelyn, and little girls everywhere, may you never doubt that you are loved, worthy, and enough just the way you are. I literally almost asked my daughter to come in and read it just for the poignancy of it, because, and also she's a drama queen, but um, it's just so huge. And then I also learned while reading the book that you don't have daughters, which is um, a shame because that is exactly what I would and will when we stop this podcast say to my daughter, you right. know, um, cause it's just so powerful. And I think it's what every little girl needs to hear. Yeah. So I don't have daughters. Those are my nieces actually. Um, and yeah, I have wondered that too. So many times, like, why do I have boys? I feel like I could teach I the girl, girls so much more, but it is what it is. I've got the boys. I'm going to teach them to not be jerks. So it's all so powerful. <laughs> Well, it's funny when I ha- I had my son, my 11-year-old first, and then I had my my daughter's eight, they're 26 months apart, and I have a very complicated relationship with my mom, and so I was for that reason and also like my own body image issues, I was very um glad in retrospect that I had a boy first so I could hopefully um, not fuck up my daughter as much. And in fact, I think I might've fucked up my son more than my daughter, but, um, you know, and I think I shared this, like, I remember when he got old enough to like eat real food and I was like, I can't figure out how to feed myself. How am I going to feed him? Yeah. You know? Yes. And my children, my boys are, I mean, my husband and I are not small people. Like we're both tall as you read the book, Confessions from Your Fat Friend. So my children are big. They were both born at nine plus pounds. They've always been on the high end of the growth chart. And it's just like, I don't want them to be fat. <laughs> like, how do I feed them? So they're not like I was, which is like a terrible thing to think. But, but I feel really struggle that, with that. I mean, I feel the same way. And I, um, I feel like, and my son actually is, 
um, you know, is definitely, you know, he, we've caught him like sneaking extra food and like, you know, there's a whole food issue going on there. And I don't know, like, I don't know what to do in order to teach children healthy habits. And so fortunately I have a guest on soon that will tell me what to do to teach my kids healthy habits because, you know, if you've had any sort of, um, eating issues. I mean, show me a woman who won't report having eating issues, but you know, uh, this gets back to like some parts of your book made me feel like you were angry and made me uncomfortable. Like, are you going to think that I'm saying the wrong thing, but I'm okay with saying the wrong thing. Like, I don't think we should have to get onto, I don't think there should be a weight minimum in order to complain about, you know, body image or feeling fat or, um, those bitches at the gym that show up looking fucking perfect yes. you know um and so no, I actually know exactly the part of the book you're talking about because one of my friends was the same way she's like what you can't say this i'm like i can you can <laughs> you can say what you can say whatever you want um and i'm you know like that's the part that you can say whatever you want and this was a huge um it was a very interesting book but there were also very there are questions missing uh, questions no answers i don't think i just spoke english i'm sorry there were That's answers okay. that i that missing and um one of my big ones oh so anyways so um what i'm saying is go fuck yourself i'm going to tell you when i relate directly to what you're saying and if you right. feel like i'm coming at it like and if i'm wrong or you can you know we can like it's an open discourse and i can be right. wrong it's happened like once um maybe twice but um so when someone comes into therapy we start one of my biggest questions is always why now and so you know like why now like most people have been struggling with something for a while and there's one event or incident or moment that really is the tipping point and so i just plagiarized for malcolm gladwell but i love him so it's fine That's okay. um good so my question is with the book at, like why now meaning like what what spurred you to actually put pen to paper or finger to keyboard you know i and I had someone basically tell me that I needed to, which sounds dumb, but like I have been taking notes about this phone, this book on my phone for almost four years. I started, I had the idea initially when my four-year-old was a baby and I would just write anytime I had got an idea, like the chapter titles, I would write them and I had a giant list on my phone and I initially told one of my best friends about it. At that time, I was writing fiction books. So I was trying in my brain to figure out how to make this book a fiction book. It was going to be like a romantic comedy. I could never figure it out because that's not what it was supposed to be. I Like je- like a Jennifer Weiner type thing. Yeah, kind of like that. And so, yeah. it, but I couldn't figure it out. And then when I got pregnant with my second son, he better be some sort of creative genius because he sucked all the creativity right out of me. (laughs) I couldn't write anything. Like the whole time I was pregnant with him, like I would sit down to like write something and be like, okay, I've got nothing. So I didn't write anything. And then it took me a while after he was born to kind of get back into it. And at that point I was ready to launch a blog that I had also been thinking about and sitting on for several years. And I hired business coach is the wrong word for her. Like, I think she calls herself an intuitive strategist, which sounds kind of crazy, but I actually- No, no, no. They just, you can make up whatever shit yeah. you want on Instagram and, you know, social media and call yourself that. And it's a thing, so. But I loved her. I still love her. Like, we're actually really good friends now, but, and all I did to, to was her, was like mention the name of this book. Cause it's always, it has always been called Confessions from Your Fat Friend. And I said that and she's like, you have to write this book. Like the world needs this book. And I was like, okay. And so I was like trying to get my business, which is still almost at the same point as it was a year ago. But anyways, trying to get it off the ground. And so I was like, okay, I'll write this book. It's been inside me. Like, let's just do it. And And so what's the business? What's the business that you've been trying to get off the ground for the whole? So just like basically like writing full time versus like having a job. So like with my blog and my books and that's really all there is right now, but there could be more eventually. (laughs) So I think we sort of skipped over the, the real question, which is like, I guess a better way for me to ask it was what was the first chapter thought? I think the first chapter thought was... I think the first one that was in there was I want to be a 10 
which is that, actually the, the first chapter I wrote also. That, that's, that's my asking. That was a super, that it's, it's, not, it's like the third, fourth chapter. And honestly, that one jumped at me. Um, yes, that, was that was one the, of my favorite chapters. Yeah, That was one of the first notes I wrote down. And that was the first chapter I finished writing. I started and finished it. Like a lot of them, I kind of jumped around. But that one I wrote almost so, from start to finish. Can you tell us what that chapter is about? Because it's so, I mean, it's either you or me. And it, it's just so, it's such a good chapter. And so. Yeah. So the chapter is about, I have... I'm married, obviously, well, not obviously, but I'm married, have two little boys, and this was probably, I don't know, three or four years ago, not four, three, because my son was a baby, my first son was a baby, and we had gone, my husband and I had gone to Denver to hang out with one of our good friends, go to a soccer game, and I had recently lost a bunch of weight, spoiler alert, I gained it all back, but. Wait, but how much weight had you lost? Because I think it's a um, hundred pounds. Yeah, close to a hundred pounds. If which not. is hu- a huge amount of weight. Spoiler yeah. alert, we all gain that shit back, but right. like. So if, if that was from the time I like, I gave birth to my son to like then like a hundred pounds. So that included my nine pound baby, but still I counted. So <laughs> I'd lost a hundred pounds. Like I write in the book, like I had, I was wearing jean sizes I hadn't worn in years. I... I felt good. Like that's like all there is to it. Like I felt good. I was confident. My first, my very first book I've ever written had just been released earlier that week and it was all great. Great. We went to the soccer game and had a good time. We went out to this piano bar type of thing and had been drinking and we met up with our friends, some girls, our friend knew super tiny people that look amazing in mini dresses i don't think i even own a mini dress let alone look amazing in one i Um, probably own one that's from college that i'm convinced one day i'll fit into but yeah so we went had a great time drank a bunch of stuff ate pizza giant pizza slices and then we went back to my friend's apartment and i was getting ready for bed and wait you felt good about like there wasn't a judging like you were like i felt good about the way i look there was some alcohol in your blood and also you didn't feel guilty about the food because like this was vacation this was fun yeah it was vacation i didn't feel guilty it was totally fine there was actually one point which i didn't write this in the book but it's really funny um we were dancing at the piano club whatever we were at and there were I can't think of the word black lights. So, and I had on a white soccer Jersey. And so I, in, I was a little bit drunk and I was like, I'm glowing. Like to my <laughs> husband. And he's like, no, you really are. Like it, he meant more than like, yeah. like my shirt, which was really nice of him to say, but <laughs> so like, I was happy. I was having a great time. It was awesome. You know, and I've pointed out the food issue because of the, um, another good chapter is that like, you've always been on a diet. And, um, and once again, I think a lot of, people have a fucked up relationship with food yeah. and and there's something to be said for being able to like work hard feel good about what you've accomplished and then be like this shit gets put to the side for now let's go, like let's go eat pizza the size of our face you know yeah so yeah i didn't worry about the food we ate pizza hamburgers whatever a whole bunch of things all on the same weekend and it was no big deal and so then we went home went back to our friend's apartment and i was in the bathroom getting ready for bed and my husband and his friend are out in the living room and i could hear them i guarantee you they don't know i could hear them my husband's friend bought this book I don't know if he's read it yet or not. Well, if he hasn't said anything, he hasn't. But has your husband read it? No, he doesn't read anything I write because he's not, he just doesn't read. I used to be offended by that, but he doesn't read anything. It's, I, and I think I told my husband does not listen to a single episode of my podcast. And I find it really fucking freeing because he wouldn't like what I said anyway. So, yeah. So that's kind of how I feel now. Like I said, in the beginning, I was offended, but now I'm just like, whatever. (laughs) So, they're talking and they're talking about the girls we had just been with and talking about how they looked amazing and they were tens and how they wanted to like, I'm pretty sure they said bang, like bang them or whatever. I don't even know like who was saying what my husband and his friend are like the same person. Yeah. But I'd be a little bit pissed if my husband was saying he wanted to bang someone else, but... which is why like, I'm pretty sure he wasn't, but I wasn't in the actual room. So well, not... and also it's, I think this also goes to like, shit that you don't expect your wife will hear or shit that right. you know yeah yeah so they're saying this stuff and i just remember standing there in the bathroom and like i almost started crying i might have started crying i don't even remember because i was like well i want to be a 10 like has anyone ever called me a 10 
fairly certain then it's like the whole chapter is like fairly certain like no one has ever called me a 10 and like just like wanting that validation even though I was at a place where I was like happy and comfortable with myself it was like well I want someone to call me a 10 I want someone to say they want to bang me like even though that's really derogatory like that's like what I wanted at that moment and so that was kind of the beginning of that story and then the progress I have hopefully made since then. Right. And you also talk about your self-love journey, which I think is huge. And I don't even know how one identifies the start and end of that journey because I think we struggle with it all our, you know, all our life. But um, Oh, yeah. Definitely still on that journey for sure. Which is important. But putting this story out there is, you know, is huge. Um, Yeah. So you said your whole life has been one big diet and it, Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting because this morning I was, I, t- I told a bunch of this, I was on a, a podcast talking about, uh, there's an episode of Little House on the Prairie where there's a rape scene of a 14 year old. And anyways, the, the girl develops breasts early. And so I was also an early developer and I was so uncomfortable with it and with my sexuality that one summer I basically spent the summer working on an eating disorder, um, like of trying to burn off. I discovered what a calorie is. I you know, was going to burn off as many calories as I ate. We had a treadmill and somehow my parents either failed to notice I was on four hours a day or like, you know, I, at one point I remember my father telling me when I didn't want popcorn at the movies that he was proud of me. And that was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm doing so well. And then at another point, I believe my dad asked me if we had a problem. <laughs> you know, when he realized that my treadmill usage was absurd, but um, I don't remember what snapped me out of it or if it was just, you know, whatever it was, it was brief and short-lived and I, I got boobs anyway and it did not, you know, stall my, um, my maturation. But I also, like since that time, I feel like I'm always, um, my uh, ex-co-host was, is a nutritionist. And when mm-hmm. we first started working together and then stopped, um, she asked me if I was a sweet or salty person. And I was so used to foods being forbidden or allowed that it never even occurred to me to be curious about this. You know? and like, um, because it was such a demonizing way of looking at food. And it turns out I am a salty person. And... Um, I can't bear to hear people talk about carbs. Like I literally have to walk out of rooms because I don't want to hear anyone discussing a, a demonizing thing as though that's how we define ourselves. And then, you know, right. and yet that's what we're all subject to do. Um, now your family, it sounds, your mom sounds great. I know you're not as close with your dad. He's barely mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, but did you, I guess to me that sort of, time slot for my life sticks out in terms of like uh, a sort of family fail or as I told you like when we pre you know pre spoke pre-interview the first thing out of my um, parents mouth is always either oh you look good you've lost weight or the absence of this comment which means I have failed you know Um, so I know you have three sisters Mm -hmm. so what was that did that play in I guess so I think um, a lot of the reason why I didn't mention my dad is because anything, any of the stories that I would have told that related to this book would have like thrown him under the bus. <laughs> oh, see, I'm not against that, but I get I it. Really okay. did a, I mean, I had written a blog post, I think before I ever even started writing this book that was, I published it last time this year, that was basically like, and it wasn't, I didn't mean to offend my mom, but I did. And like, it was just about how like encouraging people to like go on diets and like commenting about their food and exercise and stuff is really not being helpful, even though like you think it is. And then I listed all the things like my mom had done. Like she, like I met with a trainer when I was like 13 because my mom encouraged me to, and she bought me all the stuff to make cabbage soup, cabbage soup and helped me make it and bought me a workout program one year for my birthday and like listed all these things. And it came across to her as me like bashing on her for like trying to help me essentially, which is not what I wanted to do. Cause like, I love my mom. But so then when I started writing the book, that was still very fresh in my mind and I just didn't want I just didn't want to strain that really strain that relationship. So I just left it out. Sure. Um, but there was a t- time and I am probably 
I'm the biggest one of my sisters. My older sister's a lot shorter than the rest of us. So, but she's, I mean, she's not like super skinny, but anyways, she's a lot shorter. And then my two little sisters are tall and mostly skinny. The youngest one played basketball in college. And so she doesn't count. But (laughs) there was one time I remember when I was in high school and I played basketball and I naively thought that I could learn how to dunk one day. I'm like 5'11", 6 feet, so I'm tall, but like I'm not that tall <laughs> enough to be able but to But it dunk, makes sense, you know. To be able yeah. to dunk a basketball. So I like naively said, which I actually think I mentioned in the about my dad like shutting down my dreams of dunking a basketball in this in the book, but um what he really said was that if I ever wanted to dunk a basketball, I would have to lose like 80 pounds first. Mm. And like, I just remember him saying that and I'm like, I was in high school. I was like 16. I probably weighed 200 pounds. Like I did not have 80 pounds to lose. That right. is for sure. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> so I just like, I remember that very clearly. And there might've been one or two other comments very similar to that, that my dad made when I was younger that I clearly remember, but I, cause I just left him out cause I didn't. It's totally fine. Your dad will never listen to this episode. I guarantee yeah. it. And I mean, it's fine, because, but like my family's fairly close. We still go out. To my, we're going to my parents for Christmas. So like, I just didn't want to like make that relationship awkward by bringing up like one comment. It so. makes sense. It's interesting to me though, because you put so much out there in the book and yeah. you know, at times there are parts that almost come across or do come across as angry, you know, fuck you type things. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to, um, tiptoe over like it's so freeing it must be so freeing to put this shit out there and so um i don't know maybe the self-love journey well it's always continuing as we right. said but yeah, no, um, and it was freeing like a a lot of the things in this book i've never told anyone like my best friend read it and i went over to see her afterwards and she's like i feel like i don't even know who you are <laughs> like this is a person I've known for like 12 years and she's like literally like I feel like I don't know who you are anymore like what else are you not telling me (laughs) which was the biggest surprise to her um I think um just like how much like the thoughts about like food and body image and how I looked like played into like every aspect of my life and probably a lot there's a chapter about me like pretending to be confident and really I wasn't I think a lot of that probably too it's interesting I definitely think fake it to fake it till you make it has a good purpose and when I was reading that chapter I was like yeah but you still did like badass things even if you (laughs) you know like even if you did it out of a pretense I still think there's something to be gained from that yeah you know um it but yeah I was surprised when you like at the anger I think um and especially because listen you get to be as angry as you want to be I don't care um but it definitely felt like there were times when you were talking about other people where it definitely felt like like I said like there had to be like a weight minimum to be able to um complain about you know, body image. And I don't think that was your intention, but I also think that was your experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, like I said, the part that my friend was like, what? Like, I think she got angry at me being angry. (laughs) I was like, sorry. But um, yeah, that was, and I almost, almost let that part out. But then I was like, no, I'm going to put it in here because I just think when I started, not when I started, but I used to always see on Instagram, a lot of the same stuff that I post now, which is another reason why I started this like whole blogging and book and like talking about body positivity and self-love and stuff in public is because when I started doing that, like I would see, which I think I might mention this in the book, the, these people on Instagram that have in my mind, like the perfect body being like, well, you have to love yourself. And about like the the journey that they've been on and like it's you can love yourself and I don't even know I'm not making any sense right now (laughs) but like basically like you can love yourself and we're all on a journey to love ourselves and you can do that in like whatever shape you're in but I'm like okay but you're in the perfect body like how hard is it to love yourself when you look like a Victoria's Secret model it's not okay like that was my in my head (laughs) like but obviously 
I realized too that people of all shapes and sizes struggle with body image. But I did mention like I have been angry or there have been times when my little sisters or close friends of mine who are much smaller than me complain about like, oh, I'm so fat or, oh, I feel fat or, oh, these pants don't fit me. And I just want to like slap them in the face and be like, why don't you go try to find some plus size jeans that fit you and then come back and report back to me about how you feel now. (laughs) And so, yeah, there's definitely some anger about, and I think a lot of it is changing now as people like Lizzo get really popular <laughs> and those like I don't know who that is I'm sorry oh my gosh you need to know who Lizzo is she's okay. a singer but she's this big beautiful black woman and she talks about like on her Instagram and stuff about like self-love and she's just I feel like her and other people are like paving the way for like bigger bodies to be like accepted and it's okay to like love yourself even if you're not skinny or whatever but I think the more we get into that um the more there's like recognition of the fact that sometimes being in a plus size body, which there's a whole chapter about this is not the easiest thing in the world. And I am at the, what they, there's a word for it, but I don't remember what it is. Um, Like I'm at the smaller end of plus size. Like I'm okay. not. So like if I go to like Lane Bryant or Torrid or whatever, I have an easy time finding clothes in the plus size section, which there's larger bodies that don't, that even in the plus size inclusive stores still don't have like a wide enough range of sizes for them. So, and I have experienced the discrimination and the shame and like the difficulty finding clothes that fit and flatter me and stuff even at my size and I know there's people that struggle harder so there is that anger that people that have never experienced that and will probably never experience that are like whining about not being able to find clothes or whining about being fat when like you really they really have no idea what it's like to actually be fat like feeling fat and like feeling uncomfortable in your body is an entirely different and valid experience but like actually being fat is something different and it does make me angry Well, so it's interesting and uh, you can be angry. I'm not upset. It's interesting because I, um, so I put on 60, by the way, I put on 60 pounds with both my kids also. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's why I mentioned it. But I did low, I actually lost it with both kids. And now I'm like, I'm, you know, now it's been 11, 12 years and now I've, you know, whatever. Now my, I'm, I never got back to my pre-preg. I got back to my pre-pregnancy weight and then left it in the dust and ate my face off. But <laughs> you know, I'm probably, I don't actually know what size clothing I am because I spend most of my time in, um, yoga pants, but, um, you know, like, thank you. Uh, they're fancy yoga pants if, it's, if it helps. Um, but like, you know, I, I think if I'm, let's say I'm a size 12 perhaps, and I am in a suburb of Long Island and uh, two of my friends own clothing stores and I, I cannot find any, like I have said to my friends, tell me when you start carrying clothes for fat people or just show me where this is because there's, you know, it's, um, it obviously depends on the area that you are Correct. and the store that you're in and all of these things. But, um, well, and the other thing is this is my, you know, like my heaviest non baby weight. And so, I, um, and so to me, like I, you know, I, I do get to complain because, yeah. well, and everybody know. gets to complain. I, right. That's just me being bitchy. Like you don't get to complain, but obviously you do. No, but you get to complain. No, but I mean, obviously I do because, but so I hear you and I'll say this and these are like good friends and they're like, Oh, stop. We have something that might fit you as though like, you know, don't worry. There's one moo in the back that, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, this is a fucked up conversation, you know, like, I'm like, thanks. Or like she called me over because she'd gotten us like some new shirts in and she wanted to know what the large looks like on someone. And I was just like, cool. Okay. I'm your token bad friend. So, but you know, I mean, thankfully you did not give an acceptable um, range of fatness at which point we were able to complain. But I think every woman or most women, uh, most women I talk to, not those skinny bitches that I just don't like, but you know, that like everyone struggles with, with finding, um, acceptance. And yes, that does not mean that my experience is equal to yours. And, right. you know, it, it just doesn't, and you're right. And, um, No, and I know, like you said, everybody struggles with this. I have a, there's a girl from my hometown. I think she's as old as one of my little sisters, but she is tiny. Like 
legit like a tiny human she's short and petite and all those things and like every time i post something on facebook about like loving your body and accepting your body she always comments and is like i love this like i totally needed to hear this today and like she bought my book and was like i'm so excited because i love everything you post like people like someone i would never expect to like resonate with what i'm writing totally does because everybody like you said almost everybody struggles with this right and maybe she really did need to hear it today yeah. and i also would find but not discounting her experience like i said just like i would never expect someone her size to identify with me like she's like the size of my thigh yeah i understand <laughs> we have we have trust me there's a woman in our town who's like she's so pretty and she's so fit and she's so you know and so yeah. um and i see her at the gym all the time and i I, she's the sweetest person but you know still uh, yeah. I actually asked her if she was training for something the other day because she's so intense with her workout and she told me she was training for life and I oh. was like go fuck yourself like, wait, <laughs> I'm training for life by eating popcorn on the couch yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I am training for life with whiskey and chicken wings and let me tell you it's going great, great. Um, but so the gym is another uh, you have another chapter on the gym uh -huh. and I thought that was really interesting because as you and I discussed I am going to air this episode in January because what happens in January is all these assholes and probably including myself let's be honest make New Year's <laughs> resolutions uh -huh. and um and I love the gym I love going there for like two hours and I love you know all this shit and get out of my gym. Like January right. is like, get the fuck out of my gym month because it's annoying. You're bothering me. Yeah. And like, I've established that my gym is my happy place. Mm -hmm. um, but I established that when I stopped getting on the scale and like, um, listen, we moved. So I lost my scale, but um, you know, I, I'm sure if I found it, I would be unhappy. But the gym is this place where everyone is an asshole. Like, you know, first of all, nothing scares me more than those women who work out with like the the milk carton thing of water. Have you ever seen, <laughs> do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Uh -huh. And like, I kind of understand it, but like, what are you doing that you need that much water and you can't take a break to walk to the thing? It yeah. scares me. But um, I've had people say, uh like in the last few weeks so i've been going like pretty like since june i've been going like a lot whenever i can it's my it's not a goal it's not a write it down it's just my daily thing and it, right, yeah I, I, I listen to podcasts or i'll watch crappy tv you know and i'll do whatever but like i go enough that people feel like they get to tell me things and so one guy was like i know you're trying to get smaller you should do more reps of small of lower weights and um, every, you know, nutrition fitness person that I knew suddenly started yelling at me that this was not true. Cause I posted about this guy asshole on Instagram <laughs> and I don't really care, but there's another guy that like, he says to me as I'm leaving, I see him every day and he goes, Hey, he's like, Oh, you leaving? You're cutting your workout short today. Like, fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. like I don't understand it so your um but so your experience at the gym and your discomfort is for a good reason because there are those bitches that look perfect yes. and show up with a full thing of makeup um you know my friends and I have made up names for them and backstories because it's fun but yeah. it's also sad because you it does sound slam dunk or not you're naturally athletic I would say that, yeah, sure. Okay, so I am not, and my son is not, and my daughter is not, and we all barely manage to not break bones on a daily basis. <laughs> so, you know, so, like, it should be a place for you to, I guess, feel good, and instead it feels like a place where you're being scrutinized. Yeah, and I think um, I would agree with that statement, and I actually, I don't have... I don't have the schedule that would afford me to go to the actual gym right now. But when I did have that chance, I, I did, I do like, I like lifting weights. I've lifted weights since I was in high school. I took weightlifting. I put it in quotes like that. Cause we didn't actually lift weights when I was in high school. I took that class too. Yeah. <laughs> I took it for three years. Like every, it was my seventh period class from the time I was a sophomore till I was a senior. Wow. And we mostly just played volleyball but we also occasionally lifted weights. And so I like lifting weights. And then I've worked with multiple trainers over the year. Um, and so it's something that I like doing. I'm fairly proficient at it. Like 
I have good form. I've had people tell me I have good form because like that's important to me. I don't want to like fuck my knee up. Absolutely. Weights yeah. the wrong way. So, um, so I do like going to the gym and, but yeah, it's just, I think I would say it's probably better now, but there was times when like, it's just like super insecure. Like if you look at me the wrong way, I'm going to wonder like, what are you thinking? I thankfully have never had anyone like approach me or tell me anything at the gym which I think I wrote in the book. Maybe I just have like resting, resting bitch face. I don't you know. You did not. You have, you are like the most, like you are so like, you look so like happy and approachable. Oh, so you. I absolutely would strike up a dumbass conversation with you at the gym. Which would be fine. I'm down for conversations, but I've never had anyone like say anything to me at the gym. And I know there are people that are, and I know you've, I've always heard those stories online or seen those like videos where there's like a fat person working out and all the skinny bitches are like making fun of them. Yeah. I would literally punch someone in the face. And I would be proud of you for doing so. But it's just like, I, it's like you said, the gym should be somewhere where anybody should be able to go and enjoy themselves and work on their goals, whatever those goals may be. And even if you have no goals, but just to get your aggression out so you don't punch people in the face, then that's fine too. Right. That people should be able to go and do whatever they want without being scrutinized and without being judged and compared. And I think I started that chapter with the – physical fitness tests yeah so i hated those fucking things the presidential but it was yeah. we must be the same age because i don't think they do that anymore i mean now no, there's they a definitely different don't torch. no but i remember the only thing i was good at and not even that good was the stretching one. Oh, and see i was really good at the stretching one and that was it well i i fucking i don't know listen i don't remember many i got a, i have a point of contention i don't remember many girls being able to do pull-ups no, there was like one girl in my class, but she probably weighed like fifty pounds when we See, were in like eighth but, grade. So that no, <laughs> no, but you're you were like, oh, all these girls doing pull ups. I was like, bullshit, bitch. I don't know. I knew like two, you know, two girls, and they were okay. Badasses. Well, in my defense, we went. I went to a very small school, so there were probably only like ten girls in my PE class, and if two of them could do pull ups, I was impressed. So my um, elementary school. Because I remember when we graduated, like, you know, from eighth grade graduation, there were, um, I think, 55 people. And so my school was pretty small, too. And my graduating class was 27 people. You win. So it's okay. This is high school? High school, yeah. Wow. See, mine was 150, and people usually say how small it is. but Very small. But, yeah, the presidential physical fitness test, and we're not – only ones that were scarred because when I was googling trying to remember what the tests were the like very first thing that came up was like this whole article about quotes from people who had been like scarred from the presidential physical fitness test it was actually hilarious (laughs) except for like I related with like almost all of them I'm like well this this is funny and if it wasn't funny I'd probably cry but (laughs) I I think that was Reagan too and when I think about it like the 80s really fucked us up. It taught us to do more drugs by daring us to stay away from drugs. That actually increased drug uh, drug usage because now all the kids in suburbia learn the correct words for joint and all those other things. <laughs> it's true. That's and so then funny. we had to like, you know, traumatize us by this, uh, you know, this test of physical fitness when like, I listen, I was always the goalie in soccer so I could practice my cartwheels and then run away when the ball came my direction. <laughs> so, yeah, I was terrible at soccer. So I was terrible at everything, you know, yeah. but you know, I do think it's a question of how much of this is your perception of like, I was like of yourself versus reality of what's going on. Like, for example, when this guy said to me, like, oh, you're leaving already, I, like, texted my friend, and I was like, fuck that, you know, like, and I was all pissy, and she's like, I think this was his pathetic attempt at flirting, and I was like, no, I think he was telling me that I needed to spend more time at the gym, and, like, you know, like, who the hell knows, so I think, like, you share some really poignant insights, and then there were also some moments that gave me pause to be like, this is a self-love journey for you, and I do wonder if there've been times when you've thought back and, and thought that maybe some of this comes from you in addition to people just being, you know, assholes. Oh, people I think are a, assholes. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes from just me. Um, I think I mentioned that somewhere in the book that like, I maybe more than once, but that I realized that a lot of the things that like I was like holding myself back from or all of these like thoughts that I had that like other people had about me was really me just like, um, 
now I can't think of the word. We call like, it really, projecting in psychology if it yes, helps. Okay. That's the word I was looking for. Just projecting like my feelings and my emotions and my insecurities on other people. And I am fully aware that that was a lot of what I was doing in many situations. Because if you think about it, like when I'm at the gym, for example, like I'm not usually paying attention to what other people are doing or like if I'm, I don't know, like I feel like we're all so wrapped up in our own lives that like no one has time to be like judging everyone else like constantly. I mean, we do judge each other because like you said, we're assholes, but <laughs> like I, I know a lot of it was my own, was my own projection onto other people and that makes me sad and I don't want other people to do that because yeah. it's, it just doesn't really matter. Like I've decided recently as I'm getting older and hopefully wiser that it doesn't matter what other people think like who cares like who gives a shit what some random dude at the gym thinks like I don't I don't have time to worry about that anymore and I'm just it makes me sad that I wasted so much of my life like worrying about those things when they in the long run have mattered not at all yeah I agree I also think looking back like I um you know I remember feeling so like uh, awful about myself at high school, like specifically senior year. And there is a picture of me and I am hot as shit. And I uh -huh. don't know what my complaint was. And you know what? There's always going to be a time when I look yeah. back and I'm like, you know, I don't know what my complaint was. And like, yeah, I'm just, the exact same way. My senior year in high school, I look at pictures and I'm like, what is wrong with you? You looked amazing. Right. <laughs> it's, I'm like, well, I would kill to. I will uh -huh. never be that weight again, you know? And I, um, you know, I, I sort of accept that, but I also, I don't accept that, but um, I almost accept it. But, you know, it's, it is a growth thing and it's also about us, um, I guess, us learning. And then there was an, oh, there was another point in the book where um, a child said to you, your belly is really fat, mommy's stomach isn't. Oh yeah, that was a kid at my son's preschool. Did you kick them? No, I try. I actually didn't really know what to say. Like, cause she, they're just like little kids. And so she's like sitting on her chair and she's like touching my stomach with her foot, which, which is was, totally rude and inappropriate. Right. And so I, like, Child I, should know better. Yeah. So like I pushed her foot away. And then that's what she said that she's like, Oh, your belly is really fat. But also another girl that day told me, asked me how often I shower. And I was like, um, do I smell bad? Like I showered this morning. <laughs> so that was a whole experience. Three-year-olds say whatever they think so i um but like i, I didn't really know what to say to that little girl because like i wanted to be like well it's okay if my belly's fat but i just didn't know what to say and i was like well yeah i just had a baby because i had my son was like six months old at that point so i was justifying my belly to a three-year-old which is which, pretty sad. which is pretty sad but i i will say actually when my daughter was six months i went to a doctor to get clearance to start anxiety meds because I realized I was fucked and needed them. And so he's like, and I remember this doctor after like the whole exam, I go into his office and he sits me down and he's like, so obviously your weight's an issue. And I was just like, what the fuck just happened? You know, like, A, I just had a baby and B, like, I don't know who it is possibly okay to say that to, but like, yeah. I, I was not falling into, you know, I was like 30 years old. Like I was not falling into the category of like, like I was, he made me feel like I was this ginormous ogre that it, you know, like I was Shrek essentially. And he was like, well, obviously like we right. can't help but talk about the elephant in the room. Um, and that was a grown man and do a doctor and he didn't know how to address women and weight and, you know, yeah. properly. But um, this the thing about this little kid, well, first of all, has the child grown into an asshole? Do you know? I don't know. My son's in a different preschool class this year, so that's too bad because it's been fun to her. watch kids grow into assholes like their um, parents. But um, you know, when I remember the first time um, the subject of race came up with my children, mm -hmm. and like um, I think at the time it was just a black person or you know versus a white person, and I remember we were watching. I want to say American Idol or one of like the singing songs yeah. shows or like the, you know, reality TV. And my daughter in such an attempt to like be over the top, you know, she was like, my favorite is the one in the red dress. And I'm like, there's three of them wearing red dresses. <laughs> and I kind of, which made me know who she was talking about, but she just didn't want to point out that there were, was a difference in what this one person, you know, who right. was, Af you know, black or African-American looked like. And so it was like this, I was like, you have to, 
like we 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 have to be aware that people are different shapes and sizes and right. colors in this instance rather than um just sort of ignoring it and so this girl might just have been you know um i think my response would have been well people's bodies come in all shapes and sizes yeah. and then i would have cried then yeah. i would have gone away and cried yeah which yeah which is the appropriate response and which i have i'm trying to teach my 4 year old he one day earlier this year we were sitting on the couch and he's like you have two bellies mom i'm like thanks small child (laughs) (laughs) i'm like yeah and that's okay people's bodies are different and i'm actually teaching him like that we just don't comment on people's bodies that that's a rude thing to do like whether they're skinny or not or like we just don't talk about other people's bodies because that's it's their personal space and it's rude. So. Yeah, which is fair. I unfortunately have scarred my daughter, my eight-year-old, so much that she, I mean, at first I thought I was clever and I told her mommy went to the gym to get stronger. And so, which is kind of true because I like weights also, but right. that's, we both know that's sort of bullshit too because mommy was, you know, goes to the gym um, sometimes to keep her sanity and then sometimes in an attempt to lose weight for XYZ right. event that doesn't happen. But, um, but now she picked up along the line that I was like full of shit. And so now she'll be like, you know, mommy, you're beautiful just the way you are. And that's how I know I've really destroyed this kid by like her having to give me body positivity. Um, no. And it, it doesn't help that my, my sister-in-law is very into paleo and they are the most annoying people. And let's just agree that paleo is, is Atkins. It's just aged, you know, 30 years. Yeah. Um, we like it. Listen, I thought it was exciting when I was twenty, but now we're all grown up. Stop talking to me about your meals and what food you put into your mouth. Because yes, because, and th- right, and then it's it's just a disaster. And so I think there's no solid way around it. But um, but I do think that this book is a really it is an interesting. It makes you think, and like yes, it made me think that sometimes you were angry, but that's okay, you yeah. know. And it also addressed every you know, every point of this, the body positivity movement and how, you know, weight does not equal health and, um, their, you know, the BMI, everyone I know thinks the BMI is bullshit, by the way, like, like fitness, like, you know, fitness people and the nutritionists, you know, um, and I agree. And you did a really good job of presenting an honest take as to, why you're angry, what your life has been like, and where things are fucked up. Um, and then the ending is also insane, and I can't read the whole ending, insanely good, because you, bas- you basically do a, um, you, you say it's a call to action, sort mm-hmm. of, and it is, and it's, I wanted to read a, a bit of this, and this is the part that stuck with me. It says, you might be wondering how much impact you can have as one person. I can tell you from experience that it's a lot. Sometimes all it takes to see one person loving themselves is to realize it's okay for you to do the same. Sometimes all it takes is one tiny ray of hope to break through the darkness someone else is experiencing. And if enough of us band together and demand change, we can make it happen. We can create a future where models are as diverse as the people they are selling to and where body size and shape aren't used as a measuring stick for worthiness or success. A world where we don't need a movement to love and appreciate our bodies. A world where the biggest girl in the group doesn't even realize she's different because differences are accepted and loved. A world where there are no fat friends, just friends. And that was really beautiful. I mean, thank you. it was stunning. And I, I think that as you know, it's going to be January when we release this. And as everyone is running to the gym to change who they are, I hope there are also some people out there that, that pick up your book and read it and, um, and just listen to it, especially to the call of the action and to not determine their worthiness by whether they succeed or fail spoiler alert 90 percent of people fail at their new year's resolutions right um and i will probably be one of them and i accept that but um but i also think my my new year's resolution will be about decreasing alcohol not about losing weight because let's be honest uh you know i think at this point we are who we are you know and i agree um, and acceptance is a greater priority than um, than weight loss. And we should all be, you know, 
I don't know. We should all work on being uncomfortable enough with ourselves that we don't shame other people for what they look like. Because I think that's a big part of it, too. I think that is a big part of it. I totally agree. And it's not to say that just because you accept yourself doesn't mean you can't work on being healthier or a better version of yourself. Cause that's like one of the biggest beefs I hear of people with the body positivity. They're like, Oh, you're encouraging obesity and blah, blah, blah. Um, that's bullshit. But um, also obesity, you're not that powerful. Like obesity exists, you know? Right. <laughs> so it's just like, I like, just because I'm not tracking my weight doesn't mean I'm not trying to be healthier. I'm like you, I could probably drink less. I could definitely, I'm a sweet person, not a salty uh, one. I could eat less sweets and do more yoga. I love yoga. It makes me feel really good. And I want to do more of it, not so I can lose weight, but just so I can feel good and have energy because I have two kids that have so much energy. <laughs> it's like, give me some of that. Right. But I think like, I like the, you know, I like the, I also love yoga, by the way. So I haven't been in a while, but that's because the gym is closer and my schedule is insane. But, um, but there is something to be said about doing things to make yourself feel better and not for the goal of weight loss. Exactly. Um, And I think that's huge. So Paige, tell us where can we find your book? And also this is your third book, by the way. So let's, let's list off the names of your three books. So this book is Confessions from Your Fat Friend. It's um, memoir, nonfiction. You can find it. I want to say anywhere books are sold, but that's not true because books are sold at Target and it's not there. <laughs> but well, like, that's, that's a shame because honestly, I think there would be a good audience for it. Like, I think it would do really well at Target. So, so we're working on that. But so it's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, on iBooks or Kobo Books, if you've heard of that. Um in ebook and paperback form. And then my other two books are actually uh, erotic romances. So listen, we, my, uh, listen, my, my listening base is mostly like moms, you know, smart. So so we need some erotica. So tell us. So erotic romance, totally different genre, but um, the first one is called the fantasy effect. And the other one is called power struggle. They're complete. They're not a series or anything. So you can read one without the other and they are both on Amazon and that's the only place. That's okay. Paige, thank you so much for coming on. This has been wonderful. I, thank you so much I for think, having me. I'm not sure we had... Uh, I, I, like our, I like discussions to be more uncomfortable, but you and I agreed on most things. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it was a great conversation. Good. I am happy. Thanks for listening to the Neurotic Nourishment Podcast. If you like what you hear, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends... Shout from rooftops, smoke signals, hot air balloons, whatever. I'll take any of it. Uh, And if you really like what you're listening, why don't you become a patron? Join our Patreon. Visit us at patreon.com backslash neurotic nourishment. Thanks. Thanks.